You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And I'm your host, Shantae Sapphire. Let's start the show. Today on the podcast, we have with us Miss Charisma Adams. Whether consulting, ministering, or managing political campaigns, Charisma is wholeheartedly committed to using her gifts to help believers flourish in their faith, life, and business. She is the founder of Faith and Flyness, a fast-growing Christian events and lifestyle brand. This wife, mother, best-selling author, and award-winning strategist spends her time working in areas of public involvement, politics, and small business under the banner of her God-inspired agency, Articulate Consulting. Most days, you can find her drinking obnoxious amounts of coffee with a MacBook in her lap, either making things or making things happen. In 2019, Charisma was named one of South Florida's most powerful Black business leaders by Legacy Magazine. Charisma is a member of the National Coalition of 100 Black Women, Women in Technology International, Fem City, and National Black Professional Lobbyists Association. She is the chair of the Fly Faith Foundation and a founding board member of the National Black Business League. Charisma is a wife to a superman and mother to three world changers. Let's welcome Charisma to the show. Charisma, welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with your Purpose Chasers today. Yes, and we are so excited to have you. Listen, when I saw Faith and Flyness, I said to myself, everybody needs this. Everybody (laughs) needs this. Not only was the name Fly, but just what you do. So I want to just get into your story of what you do. Um, But before we even get into your journey, tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. Uh, Something interesting, because people always think I'm too busy or I don't have time to do anything, is I'm actually a DIY enthusiast. So I love to upcycle furniture, home decor. I love to paint things. You know, my husband and I think we're Joanna and Chip Gaines in our downtime. So that's something interesting that people, many people don't know about me. I love that. And I wish I had that capability because right now uh, my fiance and I were getting our new home together for when for after we're married and there's all these renovation products. And I wish I knew in my mind how to pull things together. So that is a blessing, a gifting that I wish I had. So I really love that fun fact about you. Oh, thank you. So we heard in your bio a little bit about a journey, about your journey, but I really want us to talk about a time when you felt like you may have been lost, discouraged, hopeless. 
and tell us how you made it through. Oh, awesome. Listen, I, I wish I could say that there was only one time in my journey that I felt lost and hopeless. Um, but like many of the women that I administered to, I grew up as a fatherless daughter. So I know who my father is and he lives locally, but you know, his voluntary absence in my life kind of planted this seed of rejection. So early on, I struggled with identity. I was like a chameleon trying to blend into all these environments, all these cliques, all these groups, which led me into, I got into an abusive relationship. And it was in this relationship probably where I felt the most lost the most hopeless because, you know, I, I was alienated from my friends and my family, you know, I was embarrassed. Uh, my self-esteem was at an all-time low. And it was at that time that I just really felt that there was no hope. Um, through, un unfortunately, it was through legal means that we were separated. Uh, so he and I were separated from that relationship, but God just put people in my pathway that begin to become like guiding lights for me onto this journey that I'm now on of faith. And so really, I would love to say I made it through on my own, but it was through people that God just supernaturally planted into my life. And they really are who brought me out. I love that because it, we, it takes a community it does. to get us through. And I, I remember the African proverb that says it takes a village to raise a child. But even once we are grown, we still need community. We still yeah. need each other. We still need people to look out for us. Yes. And I know you were saying that during your time while you were being abused, you were alienated from your friends and family. When these guiding lights came towards you, how did you know to trust them, to open yourself up to right. somebody helping you? You know, it was interesting because on the outside, I wouldn't have known, but God revealed to them the like secret meditations of my heart. Like they came to me and they spoke specifically to things I needed to hear. Like they encouraged me. They spoke words of affirmation specifically to places I felt low. They came to me. They 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 offered, you know, opportunity or or, or off, offered a space for me where I needed to feel, you know, I did. They gave me identity. So I would say I, I didn't know in, in a natural sense, but because God gave them the language to speak to my heart, it resonated inwardly. Like I was like, oh my God, how would you know that? How did you, you know, it was that type of thing. Someone comes and they're able to speak to your heart in its deepest places. And so I believe it was them one hearing from God to be led into my life, but one me being able to be just, I think, open enough that I knew that I wanted to come out. I knew I wanted something different for my life. I desired it. And God had the people speak the right words that I needed to hear, you know? So head knowledge, I wouldn't have known to trust, but my heart knew to trust them. Yes, your heart needs to trust them. And God works in such a way that he will know exactly what we need to hear, those inner workings of our hearts, those things that we say to him that we think nobody knows about. And he will put the correct people in line. Now, I heard you said something just now. You said they help you find your identity, which is so important. But once you found your identity, how did you discover your purpose, your purpose in Christ? 
So um, it was interesting. So when when people came into my life, they began to share their own paths to discovery, like who God was to them, how he operated in their lives. And so what happened was I, I grew up in church, but I grew up with a very linear perspective of who God is. And so because early on, God wasn't revealing himself to me in the way that I had boxed him in based on you know what I had heard in church, I did not recognize him in my life. He was always there. I didn't recognize them. And so what happened was, as people began to share with me their journeys, you know, how God was working through them and with them, I felt that I just needed to learn one more about God and his purposes. You know, I don't feel that you can discover your purpose without first discovering God's purpose. Like, what is his purpose for the world? What is his purpose for mankind? What is his heart toward us? And so I did that through regularly, you know, it was church attendance, it was Bible studies, it was small groups. It was community. I was just digging in, wanting to learn more about God. And as I learned about God, the next step is I submitted to mentorship. And so I, you know, I began to pray, God show, like bring somebody into my life that can help guide me, you know, into this greatness, help me to discover my purpose. Again, I wish I could say I did it all by myself, but I didn't, you know, again, why we say community is so important. So I, I, I prayed for a mentor in my life and God brought someone into my life and she was exactly what I needed. She helped me to discover my purpose, you know, and then also helped to push me into it. So that's really how that process started for me. Yes. You said God was always there. I just didn't always see him or recognize him. That is a beautiful way to put it. I know that sometimes, actually most times, just as human beings, we have a way where we think we know how God is going to show up in a certain area, right? And he shows up way, (laughs) the way he shows up is completely, he exceeds our expectations, right? right? It's completely different from anything that we could even ask or imagine, right? So when we look back over our lives and we're able to identify how God has always been moving and how he has been connecting the dots, it's such a moment of gratefulness, revelation. It's like pulling the scales off your eyes and saying, I see what you were doing there. Right. I see why I had to endure that. Now I see why you wanted me to stay in that job, for example. I see where you were going while I was in it. (laughs) I was wondering, (laughs) but now that I'm through it, I can see it. So that, that is very important. Now you just touched on the importance of mentorship. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes it can be very hard for us to submit to mentorship. Yeah. So I want to know, or I would like you to offer any advice to the listeners on how they can, one, find a mentor, and then two, be a good mentee as well, knowing that that does come with licks when you need it, right? Correcting when you need it. Absolutely. Um, what advice do you have? One, you have to pray for God to lead you right to the mentor for you, because, you know, I, I've seen, you know, some amazing mentors. Right. But your mentor doesn't just need to like kind of uh, be a, be skilled in, um, you know, the the uh, the spirituality, right. Spiritual matters. They also need to have a personality alignment, you know. And so that's important when God knows how he created you, how he made you, you know, some people, it's interesting. So my mentor uh, is amazing and she she mentors quite a few of us and we have very different personalities. But God, you know, 
equips her with how to deal with me. I'm one of those people that give it to me straight. Like don't sugarcoat it. Don't beat around the bush. You know, that actually annoys me. Just tell me, listen, you're wrong here. I, I can take it hard because actually I communicate very directly as well. But then there's some people, you know, they need a little more sugar and a little more spice and to make everything nice. And so I had to pray for mentorship. I didn't know what I needed because I didn't know where I was going. You know, so I didn't know where God was taking me. Remember, I hadn't discovered my purpose yet. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. So sometimes we will select a mentor based on where we are now. Mm -hmm. That's why we really have to lean into God because God will give you your mentor based on where you are going. And this person is not just equipped for where you are on your journey today, but they're equipped with the pathway you need to take to get to where God wants you to be. And so if I, you know, I didn't seek my mentor, if I had selected someone based on where I was at that moment, it wouldn't have been her. It would have been someone else. But God knew the greatness he had. And he knew that she would be the one to help me get to that space. And so I say, you really have to pray to God, show me, open up my eyes. You know, if there is someone in my path, show that person, reveal that person to me. If it is somewhere I need to meet, when I come into their acquaintance, when I see their Instagram page, when I see their website, show me who I need to reach out to. But God will lead you and direct you to that person. I believe that is for you. Yes, that is he will lead us and guide us. And God has the foresight, like you were saying, to know what you're going to need in the future. Yeah. And I think that I can apply that to so many different areas where we look for what we think we need now. And God is saying, you're playing the short game right. and playing the long game. You don't need that right now because what I have that is coming for you is worth the wait. It's worth the process. So I think that was beautiful advice. And Purpose Chasers, if you feel that it is time, and I think there's always time, no matter what season you're in for a mentor, um, definitely spend some time before the Lord praying and allow him to reveal that person to you and allow God to move and make a divine connection because mentors are like, I like to, or as I'm referred to, and I call myself destiny helpers, they help push you towards your destiny. They help push you towards your purpose. They help sharpen you because iron sharpens iron. So and and I was going to say, if you don't mind me add, you may have more than one mentor. Like, you know, I have more than one mentor. So I have one person that God has placed in my life really for kind of the life and family part. So that mentor God has put in my life to really kind of speak into my marriage. How am I as a wife? How am I as a mother? How am I as a you know business owner in that piece? And then I have another mentor that really directs me and guides me in ministry, my spiritual walk. So you can have more than one. Don't relegate yourself and say, well, this may not be the person because they don't know anything about that or they don't know anything about this, you know, but God sometimes will place more than one person in your life. Yes. So true. So true. Now, Charisma, let's get into faith and flyness. (laughs) What led you to start that? And you got to give me the story behind the name because I love it. Okay. Funny, funny story. So funny story is it was really an assignment for my mentor. So my mentor was giving me an assignment about discovering my purpose. So um, the assignment was actually based on Jesus's story in Luke chapter four, where he opens the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, deliver captives, you know, and all this stuff. So she, it was, it was a challenge for me to identify what has the spirit of the Lord come upon me and anointed me to do? What is the spirit of the Lord 
on me because the anointing is for purpose. So what is he anointing me to do? And so I go home and I start going through these exercises of, you know, discover, you know, walking through what we call our shape, right? So that's your, your, um, your spiritual gifts. It is your heart or your passion, your ability, your personality and your experiences. So I get this thing and I'm writing all of this stuff out, right? I come to the end of that and I, and I have it, aha, you know, I know what I'm anointed to do. I bring it back to her. You know, we pray about it. There's confirmation from God. This is what I'm anointed to do. And then my next assignment is I need you to build out the framework for how you're going to do it. That framework became faith and flyness. And so that's kind of where that came from. Uh, the name actually, because it comes into my experiences, you know, my passion, my personality. Um, I've always been one of those lovers of uh, just fashion and beauty and all of those things. I actually owned a salon. That's another little known tip about me, owned a, a beauty salon. And so um, I always love that. One of the things that actually uh, caused me to not be attracted to being a Christian early on was because everybody just looked so sad and mad and like they were coming up on the rough side of the mountain and it just was not attractive to me. And I was like, God, you cannot be calling me to this. Like, God, you cannot be calling me to this example of faith that I had seen because that's just not me. That's not my personality. Like, Lord, this cannot be it for me. I don't want to do this. And God was like, no, 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 no. I want you to model that you can be full of faith and you can be fly. They can't, they're not, you know, <laughs> they they don't, they can coexist, you know, and they're not mutually exclusive. They can coexist. You don't have to pick one or the other. You can be faith-filled and fly. You can love God and you can, you know, love Gucci. You can love them both and you can, but it's just, don't allow your self-worth to come from those things, you know, those things compliment me, but they don't validate me. And so as long as they're, you know, things I wear, you know, but it's not the essence of who I am and I don't find my value in that stuff. It's okay. He's like, I want you to go out and you're going to attract those women who, who don't feel like, you know, they're drawn to what they've seen. And so I was like, okay. So, because I looked around and I just didn't see any women that was like, mm, that's not what I want to do, Lord. And so God called me to create this faith and flyness to show women you could be full of faith, but full of substance and full of God's word and full of his anointing at the same time and just be fly. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that. When you said that, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. We don't see uh, the, the image that people tend to have in their head of, of a Christian, especially a Christian woman is not, it's like you have to be in a certain box, skirt down to your ankle, right. you know, barely showing your wrist and no nail right. polish, no li red lipstick. Oh gosh, I'm going to hell. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I love when you said those things compliment me, but they don't validate me because that is where I think too many people get lost. They yeah. think that just because you like something, it means that we are attaching our self-worth to it, but we are not attaching our self-worth to it. God has given us a beautiful package right? and we are just wrapping it up beautifully as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And what I, I, I love about that is when you are being faith, full of faith and you're also being fly, it is easier for you to connect with the average person. Yeah. Yeah. Because you are now approachable, right? Right. 
And it's hard to tell the gospel to somebody when you do not look approachable. Right. (laughs) Right. And I think it's so fun. Funny. My mom was actually in a Zoom meeting and they were talking about, you know, how you should dress when you minister. And I could hear in in what the speaker was saying, the difference in the age group. Yes. Because some of the things she was saying, white stockings, I was, I was sitting on the table. I was looking at my mom, like, what is happening? Why, why, why am I wearing stockings? One, why are they white? Two, like, why is this a need? Where do you even buy white stockings? (laughs) Exactly. Like, where do you even buy that now? But I think one thing I like that we are, we are tending to do is become more of ourselves the way God has called us to be. Because Mm -hmm. like you said, God has called you to be around the women who want to be faithful and fly. Yeah. There is a conservative sister out there that God has called for the conservative people. For the but white stockings. For the white stockings. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that because we don't wear stockings that God hasn't called us either. Absolutely. So I love that. So tell me about the Faith and Fly community. How has your community really gravitated to you since launching Faith and Flyness? It's been interesting. It has been an amazing journey. This is our seventh year. We're celebrating this May. So I'm really excited about that. Um, We started out as Bible study only and in my salon. So we started Saturday morning Bible studies and it was just to, you know, have people have a place that they could work on inner beauty while they were coming to work on their outer beauty. So as women came in to get their hair done and their nails done and get makeup done, we would do Bible studies in the salon. And so it started there and then God just led us to expand it and expand it and expand it. So now again, that's why I say we grow, gather and glow. So part of our growing is consistent delivering ways to uh, share share the gospel with people and challenge people to grow up in their faith, not just stay at the point of salvation, but let's get to the point that we are not only disciples, but we're disciple makers. And so I'm challenging every person in our community to grow. We have to grow in our knowledge of God. We have to grow in um our knowledge of ourself and in the, the, the strengthening and the sharpening of our gifts. You know, once we identify what our spiritual gifts is, we have to grow in that. And so what we do is, you know, we have Bible studies in person, virtual. We have challenges that we do on social. We have prayer calls. Uh, we do text messaging throughout the week. All of those things to help challenge each other to grow in our faith. And then we do the fun stuff. We do fashion shows and we do day parties and we do movie nights together and things like that. So we do that because again, Again, community is important. And we want to show that even a life in Christ is not just reading your Bible 24 hours a day. Like, no, we do live and we live abundantly. And so part of our, you know, our call is to really show people that, you know, you can really, you know, live a dope, abundant, fabulous life in Christ. Like we, we don't, we want people to see us living that life. And I tell people all the time, like I live good for God, you know, and you can too. And so we try to show people how to do that. How does that show up in your work? How does that show up in your home? You know, and so it's really holistic. Our approach is holistic to it. So we, we're always open to, you know, 
gathering more women into our community and arming them and equipping them to go out and impact their own communities. Yes. Dope, abundant, and fabulous lives. You live out fully for God. And like we were saying earlier in the podcast, how important community is. What was the impact of going through a pandemic and still going through a pandemic and everybody having to mostly separate and isolate? What impact did that have on the faith and blindness community? And how did you come together even throughout a pandemic? You know, it's it's hard. It has been very hard because, you know, community, especially our community, we were used to in-person touchings and engagement. So we had to really be creative in how we continue to reach people. So of course we do studies virtually. We had to move that there. But one of the things that I, I challenged the people in our community with, and I had a dinner with some of our uh, intercessors last night and I said, you know, it isn't good for man to be alone, right? And that's not just gender man, but mankind. We need each other. Um, Ecclesiastes talk about two are better than one, right? Not just because of your reward, but if one falls, somebody else is there to help them up. If one gets cold, somebody is there to warm them. So I always talk to them about the power of the one. And so I encourage each of them to see another sister, like find someone that you're kind of assigned to during this time, because we are feeling more separated, more disengaged than ever. You know, people are not meeting for church. People aren't meeting for small group in person. So people are really feeling disconnected. But if I have one, right, if if, if you and I, Shante, we're calling on the phone, we're texting each other, you know, we're checking on each other, we're emailing, we're inboxing each other, cute inspirational quotes on Instagram, you still feel connected, even if it's just to me. Right. But I'm a part of this community and I'm a representative of this community. So we've had to really increase our one to one connectivity as we've had to decrease our one to many. You know, so I don't get to necessarily be there with everyone, but I make sure I call our leaders, our teams, our volunteers and make sure that they are connecting with individuals. You know, I have a few in my community that I'm specifically reaching out to. I'm praying for. I'm calling them. I'm checking on them. And I've I've tasked each of my leaders and my team to do the same. And so we're really trying to just increase that one to one because it's really hard in the one to many right now. And so it's been working um, so far. And again, a lot of social media, we're leaning on that heavily because people are spending more time on social media now than they probably have before, you know, so they're there. And so we do a lot more on social as well. The importance of one to one cannot be underestimated. And especially in this time, and I know sometimes we we may think that our one person connection doesn't make that much of an impact, but it does. It does. It does. It's biblical. It is. Literally, two is biblical. So the fact that we have been in these past years so blessed to be able to interact in large numbers, now we understand the importance of that one-on-one contact. Like you said, it can go so far for the other person in picking them up spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. So it's definitely very important. Now, tell me what glowing in your faith looks like to you. Um, Glowing in your faith is truly just about being a light. It is about radiating hope. It is about speaking positivity. It is about exuding optimism. It is about being fly. It's about attracting others, you know, and again, I told you, I can remember when I was younger, 
there was no one I saw was good. There was no visible representation of glowing in your faith, you know? And so I was like, eh, that's not something I want. And so really, you know, what glowing is about is taking everything that God has placed in you and allowing that to shine out, you know, let's not hold in the words that God has put in our heart. Let's share them. Even like I said before, if you're texting it to someone else, or if you're posting it on your social media, or if you're doing a quick reel or something, the things that God has placed in that, whether it's a positive word, if you're optimistic about something, encourage someone else who may be feeling down, you know. So glowing is really about really about taking everything in us and turning it outward. And allowing other people to see it, letting our light so shine, you know, before men. And so that's really what glowing is about. And then it also, you listen, right now we're nowhere in an age where we don't only speak with our mouth, but we speak with our moves and our looks. And so, you know, I'm always encouraging people to wear apparel, you know, faith-based apparel. When people sit, like, and I have a sweatshirt that says, it's the God in me. And so when they see that, they know like, oh, okay, she's a Christian, you know, do it in your apparel, do it. We sell accessories. We do it through you know, all types of things that we uh, use to speak for us when we can't necessarily have a conversation with someone else. So glowing is, you know, letting what's inside shine and then throwing on something on the outside too. So that's how we look at it. I love to wear faith-based apparel. It's like my favorite thing to do. I have a bunch of t-shirts and sweatshirts that say different things. And it's, it's, I would say it's subtle messaging, but it still gets the point across. And I think when we are able to glow, when we are able to walk boldly in who God calls us to be, the domino effect that it has on our community and our area in the vineyard that God has assigned us to is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. So before we go, I'm going to ask you this. Tell us your top three tips for glowing and growing in your faith. All right. So I would say I'm, I'm going to use it because even when I teach, I'm always teaching with, you know, I use alliteration and words and things like that. People know that when I whenever I teach. So I would say my top three tips are one, look up. You got to build a real relationship with Christ. You got to discover God for yourself beyond Sunday morning services. Like you have to know who God is. You got to spend time with him though, in order for that to happen. So I tell people, devote some sacred time with God, learn who he is. So look up, look within, you have to discover your purpose. You have to identify how God has equipped you. What are your strengths? What are your spiritual gifts? What's your personality? What are the mistakes you've made? What are your skills? You know, all of those things. What's your story? And then how does God want to use that in his plan? So second tip, look within. And then the last one is look out. Who needs your light? Who needs a visible, tangible, relatable reference point to you know, who God has called us to be. Like, who needs to see that? Who needs to see you living out your faith boldly and out loud? Who needs to be impacted by your glow? So look out. So top three tips, look up, look within, and look out. Yes. Look <laughs> up, look within, look out. Charisma, I have really enjoyed this interview. I've really enjoyed having you on the show. This has been truly a faith and fly 
episode, um, a faithful, or I should say, and a fly episode. Tell us where we can connect with you on social media and your website before we go. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You can find our community, Faith and Flyness, on Instagram at Faith and Flyness. And our website is faithandflyness.com. We're also on Facebook with a page and a group by the same name. Um, you can find me personally on Instagram at by Charisma Adams. And my website is bycharisma.com. Thank you so much, Shante, for having me today. It's no problem. And Purpose Chasers, as you know, I will drop all those links in the show notes. So be sure to co- connect with Charisma. Tell her how you enjoyed this episode. Tell her what you learned. And remember, you can grow and glow in your faith. Thank you again, Charisma. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.